Jaden Hazelwood comes in there and he says, they walked up the ramp. We got this. Like, what? Oh yeah, they did walk up the ramp because we were trying to run up the ramp. Oh yeah, they were they were comfortable, you know? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Sooner fans? This is your host, Jeremiah Hall, number 27 on the field, but number one in your hearts. Here with me is my right-hand man, number nine on the field, Braden Willis, and this is the podcast on the prairie. Braden. What's good, my boy? What's good? What's goody? Starting this thing off right, man, we aren't going to waste any time. Sooner Nation, if I sound any different this time around, it is because my voice has been completely gone since the end of the Cotton Bowl, man. Actually, this is probably the best it's sounded since then. Like, honestly, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to record today because, like, my voice was just that bad this morning. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. <laughs> so I don't know if Braden feels that way or not, but. That's just where I'm at in life right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think my voice is all right. Uh, I, I come from a family of yellers, so I think our vocal cords are built different. I don't know. Yeah, nah, bro, I'm, I'm not really a, a big screamer or yeller or anything. So, honestly, it doesn't take much for me to lose my voice or to even sound raspy or anything like that. So, man, the Cotton Bowl, bro. We're going to touch on that a little bit more later. Right now, personal life updates, man. Let's see. So, Sooner Nation, this is a, a little quick story of my Cotton Bowl weekend, right? So, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to go back to Dallas after the Cotton Bowl to go celebrate with everybody down there, right? Because you're so happy you won. Nobody's really here in Norman. And, uh, yeah, there's really no point in being here. But, however, there is a slight dilemma. We have to always come back to Norman with the team. So we can't stay in Dallas overnight. We can't stay there with our families or anything. We always have to come back. I think it's just a security thing, which I have no problem with. You know, I'm always going to respect the rules or anything. So Sooner Nation, we got back on the bus after the game, drove to the airport, flew back to Norman, and then as soon as I get back to Norman, I go to Walmart, grab some stuff for the trip, me and Caleb Kelly hop in the car, and go right back to Dallas to go party, see some people, see everybody, all my friends and stuff that was at the game. I was super tired, but I just knew I had to do it because it's my last year, right? I, I knew I wanted to go out with a bang. I knew I wanted to have the experience at least one time. I think most of the seniors do it before they leave, too, as well. I think it's kind of like a traditional type of thing. So I spent all night in Dallas, find a hotel with some friends, wake up. Me and Caleb, we uh, get brunch with his mom. Or not brunch. This was at 9 o'clock in the morning. This is definitely breakfast. Like <laughs> No brunch. <laughs> this is definitely just breakfast. So we eat with his family. After we eat, we haul butt back to Norman in the traffic with the rest of the Sooner Nation gang that's going back to Oklahoma. We actually make it in time for Victory Families Church, one o'clock, fun o'clock session with my pastor, Adam. So go to church and right after church, I got a recovery at the facility and uh, here we are recording the podcast. So that's my life update. That's my weekend so far. What about you? 
that sounds like a long weekend. And honestly, I was planning to do, to do the exact same thing. It didn't end up working out for me. I got back. We got back. Well, we got back. It was 8 o'clock. It was like, yeah, nah, it's probably not going to happen. Realized that if I got back, it would be around 11, 11.30. I was like, I might as well stay here. But now that you say that, like, the way that you put it, now that I'm like, man, I should have probably went back because it is my last year, you know. The only reason I didn't go back, the deal breaker for me was I did not want to wake up in the morning and drive back and go through all that traffic because I knew all the like everybody from, you know, Sooner Nation was going to be coming back to Oklahoma. That's the only reason I didn't go, literally. I was like, I had already made up in Milan. I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just drive back tonight. Like, it's not that big of a deal. If I get there late, it's cool. I just did not want to get back up in the morning. So, yeah, bro. I We had it all planned out, right? So I had my outfit already ready to go. As soon as I got back, I had it sitting out. And Caleb, it was just me and him in the car. We made a deal. I drove there. He would drive back. So we also got up. We we got up earlier this morning before, like the super traffic hit because obviously all the people that were at the fair yesterday are drunk and hungover. So the roads were still kind of clear. So I think we had a good plan. It kind of it kind of worked out for us. But it was turnt, bro. I think I think it's something that the rest of the boys should experience. If you're a young guy, if you're a freshman or a sophomore listening to the pod, bro, you got to go at least one time for your senior year. Got to live it up. Yeah, don't be like me because I should have went. But, nah, it's nor here or there. But other than that, bro, oh, I uh, my my uh, shipment didn't get stolen. That's a oh, good yeah. thing. I ended up wearing those shoes to the game. So shout out FedEx for not stealing my stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of weird to shout out someone for doing their job. But, hey. The foam runners, right? Yeah, the foam runners, man. The, some of the most comfiest shoes I've ever put on my feet, man. It's very controversial. It's uh, those shoes are you either love them or you hate them. And Sooner Nation, if y'all want to go look them up, y'all probably gonna be clowning me for the way that they look. Like I said, you either love them or you hate them. They're very different. They look like alien shoes, but they're the most comfortable things in the world. I promise you. So that happened, and then I know, I know. Uh, FedEx, yeah. UPS, um, USPS. Yeah, the Postal Service. I know they all hate me right now because I got another shipment coming in tomorrow. Oh so uh, some more clothes. So we'll see what happens. I think but you I know they're online. tired of me right now. You might have an uh, online shopping addiction or something. I don't. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I don't order in bulk. I order certain stuff and it comes. So I order like one thing. It's not like I'm buying a whole bunch of stuff and it's just coming. You know what I'm saying? I'm not wasting a whole bunch of money. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I see this. Oh, I have a reason to buy this. Okay, well, I'm going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? So, Well, let me be the first to clown you because I know most of our fans do not have foam runners, and I think they're the most ridiculous pair of shoes ever. So I'm going to go ahead and get ahead of you, Sooner Nation, because I'm not a fan of these Kanye West Yeezy shoes. I don't know why people spend so much money on these shoes, but I know you're going to clown me later for this I was like, gonna say it's okay, tip for time. I just had to get the jump on it. So moving on to around the world in college football, man. The biggest one of the day. Texas AM upsets the number one seed, the Crimson Tide. Alabama goes down to the Aggies, bro. 
That was I actually crazy. saw that. I saw it, man. Then I, I will say the only perk of not going back to Dallas was that I got to watch some football and I got to watch the uh, Tyson Fury and Wilder fight. So I'd say that's the only good thing, man. But that game was crazy, man. I uh, I was watching. Uh, I don't. I can't remember who I was watching before. Might have been. I can't remember who I was watching. I was watching another game. It was. It wasn't that entertaining. I ended up looking on my phone and seeing that uh and I was beating Bama beating them pretty good and I was like whoa like let me go you know change it on it I switch I switched the channel over started watching it I watched the rest of the game man it was a great game it looked like that atmosphere was rocking A&M was playing well uh Bama just didn't have any answers from that day man yeah bro I didn't get to watch any other football I know what Ole Miss beat Arkansas by one uh I know Iowa State beat Penn State, I can't. We can't even. I can't talk about these games really because I didn't even get a chance to see them. I saw know. the Iowa game. That you was a that good game? game. Yeah. So uh, Penn State's beating Iowa. It was like twenty to ten at one point. Penn State's quarterback uh, Clifford, Sean Clifford, maybe I think that's his name. He goes down. That stalls their offense. They go nine drives, and I think the most they got out of it was three points out of nine all those drives. nine drives crazy that Iowa State's defense is turning up their offense is starting to do really well like just ridiculous man they ended up sealing that coming back sealing that game uh great win for them you know yeah. tough, tough break for Penn State you know they, they were playing well until their quarterback got hurt man that's what's up that's uh sheesh I know those those uh what I think Penn State had the number two defense and Iowa State had the number three in the country going into that game yeah, something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah, that's just the way college football is, man. You you just never know at that point. But, ladies and gentlemen, to the most important part of the podcast today, the Texas recap. Bro, I don't even know where to start. Uh, like you said in your post before the game, the main event, man, I mean – we already knew what it was going to be until we – we already knew what it was going to be when we went in there, man. It was going to be a fist fight, man. We already knew, like I like I said, man, you can't go into that game with any expectations. You just kind of got to go with the flow and just fight your tail off, man. Sure. Honestly, bro, I think this is the most calm I have ever been before, during, and even after – well, I'm not going to lie, I celebrated hard, but probably before <laughs> and during the game – is the most calm I have ever been during a football game, honestly. I don't know. I know you get pretty hyped up when we start yelling and stuff like that. Uh, I was amped up, of course. You know me. It's just how I am. But uh, I will say I think we did a good job as a team not letting yeah. the – like we talked about it. You know, we, we said that we were going to make sure that we didn't let the atmosphere and the rivalry kind of make us lose a lot of energy during the pregame. So we didn't get in any like pregame scuffles or none of that stuff. You know, we kind of we did pretty well on that. So, uh, I, like I said, I was amped, but I would have to agree with you uh, not to get ahead of myself. But like halftime was the most calm, cool, collected team I have ever seen. Just knowing yeah. that like we literally went in there and said we were going to win that game. For sure. I mean, sure. I remember, I remember like Jaden, Jaden comes in, Jaden Hazelwood comes in there and he says, they walked up the ramp. We got this. 
Like, what? Oh, yeah, they did walk up the ramp because we were trying to run up the ramp. And yeah. we had to wait for them to get up the ramp because they were walking. Oh, yeah, they were they were comfortable, you know. So it's crazy to see defeat in someone's eyes, especially once they kick the go ahead. Well, they were already ahead. But once they kicked the field goal prior to even going into half, it was it was weird, bro. We'll, we'll talk about that some more. Let's let's start with the script. So we already talked about our emotions of the game. I don't know if I've told you this before, but I know two years ago. I was so amped up before the game even started by the start of the first quarter. It felt like halftime to me. So that's why I think I was a little bit more calm this time around. Moving on to the Fox, though, bro. Did you see the Fox on the field? Didn't see the Fox. I think that happened at halftime, if I'm not mistaken. And I saw it when we came out of halftime. I was looking – we were stretching. I was looking at the big screen, and I saw that there was a – like I saw an animal running. And – on the big screen. And I was like, why are they playing a random animal on the screen? And I realized, I was like, hey, that's a football field. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, wait, did that happen here? The more, I, the more I watched, the more I saw, like I was recognizing, you know, some of the environment. I was like, yeah, that's here. Like, when did that happen? And so that, I just find that so funny that there was a little bitty fox running around on the field. Like, what are the odds? Yeah, I know, right? Nah, I don't, Yeah. Where does the no fox problem. even come from? I, yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I don't even know what to say about that. Like, how does that even happen? Does Is that security's fault? Or is... I have no clue. Like, I don't know how a fox... Like, we're in the middle of the state fair. Like, I understand there's, you know, Trinity River. And there's there's places where foxes can, you know, survive in around Dallas. But, like, we're in the middle of the state fair. How did they get through the state fair and get in the stadium? Like, that makes no sense to me. For sure. For sure. So, first two minutes of the game, bro, Texas gets a TD on the first play, and then we got the block punt. Then they get another two D TD. It's 14-0 with literally 13 minutes left still in the first quarter, and we're sitting there looking at the scoreboard like, whoa, like this really just happened. I know I remember I remember looking at Kennedy and looking at Caleb and, and you and like, bro, like we're going to win this game, but we just made this way more harder than what it needed to be. So way harder. We, yeah, we 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 go down 14-0. And it, honestly, Sooner fans, in my opinion, it happened all so fast. I don't even think there was time to even think about the the fact that we were down. Like you didn't even <clears throat> you didn't even have time to to get in your feelings. Like man, like we're down. Like we're probably gonna lose the game, or this probably isn't gonna go our way. Like it all happened within a span of less than five minutes. And next thing you know, yeah. we're back on the field trying to make some shake and trying to Jay, trying when to we got on the when we got when we got on the field after it was 14-0, I looked up the clock, it was 12 minutes still on the clock. I'm like, yeah. what in the world? Like this is still the beginning of the game. Like yeah, exactly. What? It's like you got so much more. There was so much more football left in the game to play that you couldn't even think about that. Like that couldn't oh, even yeah. that wasn't even yeah, like the scoreboard at that point in time wasn't even an option to look at. So moving on down the line, next thing you know, it's 28 to 7. And then, and then we have the what quarterback switch. When did the quarterback switch happen? You remember? Yeah, that I think it was after uh yeah, it was around 28-7. We had a fumble. I think that's when we had the quarterback switch right after that. Uh after Caleb's big run, I think. The 66 yeah. yarder out of uh, our heavy personnel. Was that before halftime? <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Should've I think been. that was at the end of the half. Yeah, that is honestly the game's a slight blur to me. <laughs> yeah, like, Might have I, I haven't a couple times. No big deal. Yeah, I haven't had the time to like process everything and, and go through all the film yet. Today's been so busy for me. But oh yeah, so yeah. so Caleb gets the sixty-six yard touchdown run. Shout out to the H backs, by the way. We were all on the field. So all on the field, all making big big blocks. I mean, me and me and Stog took a guy about five yards down the field. Sooner Nation, go back and watch that. Me and Stog took a guy about five, seven yards down the field. And by the time we looked up, Caleb already had broke through the line. So he's like, cool. Yeah, bro. I was down there on the edge trying to trying to secure that last block to make sure that Kennedy could get the kick out. Caleb breaks the tackle. Next thing you know, turns on the turbos. I didn't honestly, bro, I didn't think he was going to make it. I, I, I was right behind him. And I was like, there's no way I'm running with these fast guys, especially they got a head start on me. But I kind of felt like he was going to make it. But I I knew if he was going to make it, he was going to kind of have to reach for it. I didn't think he was just going to make it standing up. Yeah. So, yeah, I was on the ground. I didn't even I, I, I was like, all right, uh, I'm, I'm jogged down the field. See, see if uh, I was kind of nervous, though, because we need to talk to Caleb about that ball security, bro. Oh my God, he was Euro stepping. He is. Whoa, what? What? What was that, bro? <laughs> Mister Mister Superman Williams, as the captain of the OU football team, we might have to make you do blasters this week, sir. If you're ever gonna get in the game again, and I'm on this <laughs> team, that is unacceptable. <laughs> we need to have a talk, young man. I should have texted him today about that. Like, bro, like. We need to have him and DeMarco spend some quality time together on how to carry the football. Man, something. Prior to Caleb getting in there and making some things shake, your boy Jay Hall gets the trick play. Yes, sir. Yeah. What'd you think about that one? <laughs> well, um, we are, we talked about it all week. We did. You got caught. I mean, <laughs> no, nah, I was just playing. I was just playing. I was just playing. We talked about it all week. To be fair, you kind of got underthrown, you know. I did. It's whatever. You got underthrown. You know, I was coming down there. If you watch the film, I was coming, I was trying to make my way down there to get a block for you. If you would have cut back and made them guys miss, I would have got a block for you. You could have, you know what I'm saying? But hey man. We we said we talked about it all week. We said if we was gonna run it, we need to be on like the 50. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you didn't have to yeah. run that far, you know. Sooner Nation, the like Braden just said, the entire week of practice. Obviously, guys, I know I'm not the fastest person on the team. I get it. I'm a fullback or whatever. Okay. In my head, when Coach Riley called the play, we're on what the 25, 30 yard line, and I look all the way down there. I'm like, bro, that is a long. I tell Braden, he's right there next to me. I'm like, that is a long ways to run. <laughs> So I'm sitting there in the huddle like, okay, I'm excited. I'm about to have one of the biggest moments in the game. I'm going to make something happen. Let's go out there and execute. And I get the ball, and I'm like, okay, let's run. Let's run. Let's run. Like like Braden said, I got I got underthrown a little bit. But I will say I did get like, I don't know, 10 yards of yak on there. I, 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 yeah, was, thinking of, I was thinking about the cutback. But honestly, um, yeah, the guy who was chasing me down, I don't know who it was, that kid can run. So I was like, this is a bad idea. 
um, let's just keep it going forward. So that's when I hit the little stutter. I, I bro, I hit. I the, saw it. I hit the. I, I, I saw the stutter. I saw I the stutter. The stutter step of my life, bro. That was probably the hardest stutter step I've ever hit. And he stayed right there, step for step with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm not like that. Let's just keep it going forward. <laughs> I gave him a little stiff arm, and I just called it a day, bro. I'm just like, all right, next play. <laughs> Nah, man. Like I said, I was trying to make my way down there to help you, man. You know, I was I was good twenty yards back. I was I was trying to I was trying to move it down there, but I couldn't get there in time, man. You know. Yep. So thirty-eight to twenty at the half. Let's let's talk about halftime a little bit. I know we mentioned it at the beginning of this run through, bro. Like like you said, I I don't think I've ever. I've ever felt more confident coming out of halftime in my life. Like there was no, there was no sense of wavering at all. It was almost as if we already won the game. Everybody was locked in. Everybody was on all 10 toes, ready to go. Coach Riley had a great message for the team. We just had to keep, keep going, eliminate our personal mistakes in the game is ours. Mm -hmm. So Gives a great, uh, great gives a great halftime speech. Everybody's on the sp- same page. We know we just got to go out there and execute. And then we come out, and Caleb Williams puts on a show to bring us yes. all the way back, man. Whoa, what? I don't even. Let's all right. So let's gather my thoughts here from Caleb's perspective, right? The second half, how can you even lead a team like that? What do you think he was thinking? Um, Well, all credit to Caleb. He played a great game. Uh, I think he has confidence in himself just based off of the stuff he did this week. You know, we, we... you know, we all know that Caleb gets just as many reps as anybody in practice. So he was well prepared for that moment. Obviously, Coach Riley did a great job of getting him prepared. And I think when you have a team of older guys with so many, so many captains and so many guys that are of leadership roles, I don't really think it's, you know, not to take anything away from Caleb. He played phenomenal. I think it's a little bit easier when you know you got older guys to kind of take care of everything else. You just got a ball. You just do what you do. And that that's what kind of what it felt like for him. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to worry about anything else. We was going to make sure the O-line was good. We was going to make sure the receivers doing their job, defense is doing their job. We were going to make sure everything was cool. You just go out there, sling that rock, run that ball, man. We got you. Yeah. I know one of the first passes that he had was to me and it was an incompletion and he ran over and told me um he was like my bad bro he was telling me what all he saw on the play and I was just basically telling him I'm like bro relax do what you know do what we practice and we'll be fine you know I was trying to be that OG there for him but ultimately like you said all he did was his job honestly Uh, well besides the fact that he launched the ball twice down the field on, on one leg but he, yeah. he he did his job, you know. He he executed our plays, and this is not this is not anything against Spencer. You know, every every dog has his days. You know, nobody's going to ever be perfect. And like we've said time and time before, there's nothing but positivity on this podcast. You know, we're going to be behind any and every quarterback that steps on that field with us. But Caleb definitely did his job in the moment. I'm I'm proud of him for stepping up, helping us to to lead this team to the victory. But 
the game's not over yet. We're still talking about, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, also at the same time, shout out to Spencer for staying locked in. That 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 two-point conversion was big, man. And, you know, it's easy to kind of be a woe-is-me guy, but the whole time he was cheering on his teammates, making sure Caleb knew what he was doing and was good, and then came in in the right moment, scored that two-point conversion, man. That was big for us. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer did do a good job of staying positive on the field. You know, I, I, I can definitely – understand that it was probably going to be easy for him to just psych out what was me type of deal but he came in on a two-point conversion executed went back to the sidelines and continued supporting his team you know um that's that's just the way it is in college football you know if something if if i get benched and star goes in there or if you get benched and i go in there you just gotta you just gotta support your teammates because it's not, it's not about you at the end of the day it's about something that's bigger than you it's about the team so Final drive. Wait, before we get to the final drive, bro, let's just go back to these throws that Caleb makes to to Marvin twice. <laughs> Man. Specifically the touchdown, bro, a blade on of the grass. Field. You were oh yeah, you were on the field. I was on the field. Really? I had the most, I had the best view possible of that catch, man. Yeah. You know, we run I ran a little like shallow drag and I had turned it up trying to, you know, he he had stepped up in the pocket. I was getting ready to go on a scramble drill. I see that he's not looking at me. I was like, okay, cool. I see that he's winding up about to vomit. I'm like, who is he about to throw it to? He throws it. I'm following the ball in midair, and I see Marv down there. I'm like, okay. I see Marv positioning himself to, you know, go up and get the ball, which was really nice. He like, you know, a work of art to see how he just maneuvered that, you know, got away from the defender because there was a lot of contact on that play. And uh, then, bro, he, he just snagged it, and I could see everything was inbounds. And, like, I, I literally was on the sideline. And I could see the whole play right there, right in front of me. And so that's why I ran down there. Uh, and he he was still trying to figure out if he was in or not. He was looking at the ref, pointing at him like, am I, was, am I in? And I ran up and grabbed him. I was like, no, you're in. Like, yeah, like you're in. You no. did that. Yeah, and that's why he did his little kick. That's what, the famous celebration. What was up with that celebration, bro? Was that just like a super long hug? What, what? what was that? I, I, I was I grabbed him like oh you did that you know whatever the case may be like hold him back type of deal and you know he started kicking and they, hey a lot of people said they loved it so I mean hey you know yeah. <laughs> I, I, I talked to you know I talked about it with Marvin in the training room today and I said uh <laughs> we asked him we we're like so what did you what was what's going through your head when you did that he's like well you grabbed me so I really couldn't go nowhere and I was like, you know what? You know why I grabbed you? Because you're really fast, and you about. That's why you did the little celebration with the little. Because he was about to take off running, and I'm not fast enough to catch you, and neither is most of the people on the team. So we want to celebrate. So that's why I had to grab him and hold him in yeah. place. So to I'm just gonna him. go with that explanation, bro. We I feel like we can stay on here for at least another two hours and talk about this game, bro. It is definitely something that we could, you know talk about for the rest of our lives but we got to move on man before we leave though any guys that deserve some credit or a shout out that we haven't touched on i know for sure drake stoops especially on the block at the end of the game Jaden hazelwood all game was blocking on the perimeter 
he, like I said, time and time again, he does a great job of playing without the ball. I know our defensive line was getting to the quarterback, especially there towards the end, man. There was just a lot of good football in the last two quarters, bro. I was going to say defense. Uh, they only scored three points. And, uh, what? Uh, well, at one point they only had scored three points, and obviously they got the late touchdown too. But uh, they only scored, what was that, like, they only had two scores in the second half. So, I mean, that our, our defense played great in the second half. Our D-line was getting pressure, putting the pressure on him. Um, linebackers are playing well. Uh, they did a good job, man. So, shout out to the defense. Yes, sir. That is our Cotton Bowl recap, man. I, I honestly wish we could stay on here and talk about it some more. But this would probably be a two-hour show, and we don't want it to go that long. So, moving on to... Our next opponent, we have TCU this coming Saturday at home. Brayden, I think, number one, first, we deserve to celebrate the win versus Texas. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's next one up at this point. It's time yeah, to flip the page. Not for sure. Uh, ain't really – there's not really anything that I, you know <sighs> – I really don't care about last week no more because yeah. I'm from TCU or I'm from, you know, Fort Worth, right down the street from TCU. And, you know, this is a big game. It means a lot to me. So I'm ready to play this game. I'm excited. I'm going to be on my A game. You know, we're going to, can't wait to play this game. Love playing any, against TCU. They didn't get to play in this one last year. So any extra chip on your shoulder? Of course. Of course. You know that. Yes, sir, Fort Worth guy. <laughs> All right, Braden. I expect some crazy plays this coming weekend, my guy. Uh, you know, not to say anything, but two years ago I had to, you know, I didn't play last year, oh, but two years yeah. ago I had to catch, you know. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we don't have very much for TCU because we are recording once again on this Sunday. Moving on to our special guest on the podcast on the prairie. Pod on the Prairie family. We are in the heat of college football season right now, and football is probably taking over your life. You're watching hours and hours of games on Saturdays and are so focused on our team taking care of the ball that you may start to not be taking care of your own balls. But have no fear, because the Performance Package 4.0 from our friends at Manscaped is here and ready for you. Jay, inside this incredible package, you'll find my favorite, the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, boxer briefs that are mighty comfortable, might I add, and a shed travel bag. Brayden, Manscaped is so clutch. You know how clutch I'm talking getting the ball with three minutes and 31 seconds left in the fourth quarter, marching down 80 yards to set up a field goal to win as time expires type of clutch. Uh, Jay, actually, I was more so thinking like lead blocking for your co-host on a reverse on a four-yard touchdown type of clutch. You know what? Thanks again for that, by the way. Bro, I always got you. And listeners, Manscaped has you. It's easy to lose control of yourself during this football season, but Manscaped makes sure that your balls are taken care of. And Braden, what is so awesome about the Performance Package 4.0 is that it isn't just for below the belt. The package includes a weed whacker, ear, 
and nose hair trimmer to make sure you're clean on top as well. Man, our coaches always preach no excuses. Proud on the Prairie family, make sure you, there are no excuses when it comes to your grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code Prairie at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. You can't beat that. Just use the code Prairie. By the way, guys, that is Prairie, P-R-A-I-R-I-E. Join the 2 million men worldwide and your two favorite college football players, which also happen to be your favorite podcast host, by getting the Performance Package 4.0. That way, when you are at the TV for our team to take care of the ball, you've already taken care of yours. Sooner Nation, our first special guest of the night, Kennedy Brooks, number 26 on the field, and my roomie, and my best, and yeah. What's up, KB? Yeah, what's good with it? What's good with it? What's going on, my brother? Yo. My best life, man. Live my best life. We are not going to waste any time, bro. Just, you know, the shootout, Cotton Bowl. Tell us about it. Thoughts growing up as a kid. Go, man. Go. Let's go. Let's hear it. Ah. Uh, well, my mom was originally from Texas. My dad is from Oklahoma. And, man, it's always been a feud in my house, man. So who, who's going to win, man? Texas or Oklahoma? Mom grew up watching UT. Dad grew up watching OU. So, I mean, it was always a big a big rivalry in my house. So I had to pick a side. So I didn't really care about the rivalry, but until I got to my high school year, I was all OU. OU, when I saw DeMarco Murray, Adrian Peterson, I saw all of the kill the rivalry, man. It was it was a great experience. And God, man, this this rivalry was crazy, man. Just great atmosphere. The fans was crazy. Probably the best one I ever been. Uh coming back from a t- twenty-eight to seven. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Dummy. And just, man, it was just a great, great experience, man. It's, I loved it. I remember talking to you on the sidelines, bro. Like when they went up 14-0, I remember looking at you and just like Bro, like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> why are we doing this hard on ourselves? Man, bro, it was it, it 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 took a turn quick, bro. With that with that uh, receiver taking that long that long screen to a touchdown in that block punt, I was like, oh my god, here we go, Red River rivalry, man. This is this is how it always is. You already know this. No, for sure. I mean. One of the things we said in our meeting, remember, if y'all both remember, it was uh, don't come in this game with any expectations because it's not going to go how you expect it will. And I can say that it didn't go how we expected it would for the first <laughs> for the first two minutes of the game. I looked up and it was 13 minutes on the clock and I was like, dang, we already down 14-0. Like, that's, that's tough. Man, man, man. Tell us, on the last drive, right, were you expecting the score? Or were you thinking about setting up the field goal? What was your thought process on that? Well, the the crazy thing is, uh, all right. So it was, it's, it was a it was a run play throughout the whole way. But uh, the crazy thing, I asked him, Marco. I said, I asked him, God, I asked him, Marco. Uh, hey man, should I should I score? Like man, should I? I said, should I score or should I just get down? And at first he was like, it's like, nah, get down, get down, get down. And then as soon as we broke through the huddle, he was like, hey, bro. But if there's a hole, go, go score, you go win this. And I was like, all right, bet. So, the, bro, when I, after I got that snap, I, I saw my read and I was like, I was like, oh my god, it's about to close. And I was like, no, I'm gonna hit it outside. Just, just forget it. I'm just gonna take off. And then that happened, man. And I was so nervous. If I would have tripped or anything, oh my god, oh my god, it would have been ugly. 
Could have been disgusting. <laughs> Bro, were you nervous? Like, were, what, were you uh, thinking about what could happen or anything like that? No, nah, I was I was definitely nervous just because, like, Bro, like last big play I had, I fumbled at the end of it. <laughs> but, my, but my knee was down. But I was like, okay, okay, okay. So I was like, okay, first and foremost, do not lose this ball. <laughs> do not, whatever you do, do not lose this freaking ball. And then, man, whatever happens, happens. And then, dude, after I just, like I said, after I took it outside, my, my thing was like, I had to get an end zone or I'm never getting in a big type of moment, big play like this ever again. So I had to make it happen. No, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm, I, mean, I think uh, we, I can speak for the whole team and that uh, we appreciate your boss security on those last couple uh, <laughs> those last couple <laughs> touchdowns. Hold on. Brayden, weren't you weren't you in on that last play as well? What, what were you thinking? I was in on the last play. What was yeah. I thinking? Yeah. Uh, really, really, I was just thinking the same thing as the – because we ran the same play as the previous touchdown, literally – um, I was just thinking that the play was going to happen the same way. It looked, it was the exact same look really. And I figured it was going to be the exact same way. So I was like, let me go get this block. Let KB hit it off my butt and uh, let's go win this game. I kind of, I don't know. I just, I don't want to say I knew we were going to score, but I knew something good was going to happen because he had something good happened the last time we ran that play. So, you know, it was just all around good vibes. Like, I just knew it was going to be a big play and end up being a good play. KB had a great run. We had some great blocks from Jaden and uh, Drake. And, uh, yeah, it just – I will say those last two touchdown runs that you had, KB, uh, I watched them today. I watched a little bit of film today, bro. The whole thing was like art, just the way from our how our O-line, like, blocked yeah. it up to the receiver blocking on the outside. Like, right. everything was just so well put together and beautiful. It was it was nice, man. Nah, for sure, man. The I know Coach B was probably serious. serious. What? Hey, Coach B was stoked, man. He even told me good job after the game. Why? I was shook. <laughs> I said, Coach B? Cause me, really, bro? What, man? Ola did an amazing job, bro. Just blocking, especially in the second half, bro. Dude, they dominated the line scrimmage and receivers, bro. Dude, blocking downfield, man. They it was it was beautiful just watching them do that, man. It was I, I definitely appreciate oh, yeah. them because man, they they did my job. So, man, they made my job so much easier for sure, for sure. AKB. So there was a lot of hype going into this game in regards to BJ Robinson, their running back. Did that give you any extra motivation or anything like that? Actually, bro, it really did. Cause like, man, like I ain't really been playing that, like playing as well as I want to. But man, going to this game and just coming back home and not playing it last year, man, it was just a, a more motivation just to try to just just to do more, do do more than I usually do. And I was just, I had way more, way more better energy, like way so stoked. Like after every run, every every tough run I had, I had great energy. And just being out there and, and being a Red River rivalry again, man, it was just it was just so much. So I took it a little bit personal when when uh, the highest man favorite uh, was a running back for Texas. So I definitely took it more personal. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I agree. And that's crazy that you say that because that was literally going to be my question was how do you – like did this kind of add something to your game, you know, not playing in last year? And obviously it did. You just mentioned that. So I'm going to go to an, another question I have for you. Uh, so you know how, like, there's sometimes that guys get uh, get hot, like, 
basketball players, for instance, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, they get hot. They have the hot hand. Like, is that a thing for running backs? I know it is for, like, receivers and catching the ball. Once you get into that groove and you can go up and make certain different plays and get into that rhythm, you know? So I just want to know, is that is that something that happens for running backs too? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. You just get a you just get a better feel of where, where everything's going to hit. And you're you're more in tune with the line, with the O-line, man, mm-hmm. just – and just looking at the calls and and looking at where y'all about to like go back for for uh, these these cut blocks and everything, man. It, it just makes it a lot more easier uh, knowing like, oh man, we're we're gassing, we're gassing, they're getting tired. So it's man, and getting that push off the line of scrimmage, man. It's just you can definitely get high as a running back real quick. Oh no, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you because I I would say. When people ask me about you, what is one of the things that you do really well? I say that you're patient and you read the holes really well. Like a lot of times, like you set me up for blocks so well that I don't even have to work as hard because you set me up really good. You know, set the guy up inside and then cut back outside. Well, I already have the guy pinned. So, you know, I I do think that I do think that you can't get hot as a running back as well because – Obviously, there's certain things that go into it, like you just said. 100%. Somebody tagged me on Twitter, actually, after the game, and they were like, yo, KB looks like he's moving in slow motion, but he's really out there <laughs> running fast. Like, <laughs> you know what? Really funny story, funny story. You know that? Uh, so I actually played uh, KB in high school. Our teams played. Yeah. Uh, they beat the mess out of us my junior year. We were not good. They were pretty good. Uh, KB had, I think, 232 and three touchdowns in the first half. And uh, so, like, the week leading up to the game, you know, we're watching film, and our defense is watching film, and they're coming back to me. They're telling me, hey, this this Kennedy Brooks guy, man, he's not really that good. Like, I don't think he's that good. I just think they've been playing nobodies. I was like, oh, really? All right. Sounds good. They're like, bro, he just doesn't look that fast on tape. Like, he doesn't look that strong. He looks like he's moving in slow motion. It's like, all right, cool. We get out in the game, <laughs> 232 yards and three touchdowns in the first half, man. So, yeah, he was definitely not moving in slow motion. He was definitely stronger than what he looked. So, Man, bro, I've been getting that for, like, all my career of playing football. And I don't I don't know what it is, like, because I promise you I'm giving all my effort to run. Like, I promise you I'm going out there and try to, try to do what uh, Kagan's told us. Literally everything, try to try to run that twenty one, that twenty miles per hour. Like I'm over here gas, and people are like, "Bro, you're running so slow." And I said, "Dude, this is the fastest I can go. I promise. I'm trying to get up there. I'm trying." Well, you you actually be moving. I just think it's more of a fact that you're just like you just look so it looks effortless. I would so I wouldn't say it just you look slow. It just looks effortless. Like it doesn't look like you're straining at all, but you're actually in real life moving. You know. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now, I'm straining. Straining for all of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm straining for all of it, man. I wish I was fast like Marvin, though. I mean, if that could, if, if speed like that can be bought, man, I would have already bought it by now. What? You know? What? If we could trade legs, I would definitely trade legs right now, 100%. <laughs> no, man. for sure. Hey, maybe I wouldn't have gotten caught for on sure. the trick play if I had speed like Marvin, huh? <laughs> but you yeah, had to come back that. for the ball, though. You- he did have to come back. He did have to come back. Maybe Bro. I did tell him before the before the. It, it's funny, all these funny stories, man. But like, literally during the at the hotel during Walter, we're like, we all said as a tight end group, and we were like, well, hopefully we don't run this on like eighty yards away. 
like the 15 yard line or something like that. We so did. we don't have to run too far. <laughs> we literally on the field and we're Coach Rogers like, all right, I'm thinking about running this. And we're like, all right, well, we're on the 25 yard line. I was like, Jay Hall? I looked at Jay Hall and said, don't get cut. <laughs> All the way home. That's a long way home, man. It's a long way home. Hey, to, reassure him, to reassure him, I also told him, I said, well, it doesn't look that far from here. Like, the end zone's just right there. What? Hey, I know as soon as he caught it, he looked down field and said, oh, my God, that's a long way. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. But I got a question for Jay Hall's though. Bro, that hurdle. Oh. What? Bro. Tell, bro. What? Tell me your process. You caught the ball. What, what was going through it? Like, tell me what, what was the process through the, going through the jumping over somebody, bro? I just caught it, and I was like, if there's any play or any game where I'm going to make something happen, it's going to yeah. be the Cotton Bowl. Facts, facts, man. Yo, I, it was just nothing more to it. You know what I'm saying? I was tired yeah. of those guys ankle biting. You know, I was like, I'm gonna go over the top this time. Hey, he was. Hey, he, he, he was watching his highlight tape right before the game. He's like, oh yeah, he's watching too much. <laughs> hey, if yep. he, if you didn't, that dude, the other dude didn't hit you, you would have cleared him easily. You'd have cleared oh, him. Yeah, easily. I know. I know. I, I, I told, I told KB, I told him he should have Spartan kicked him like AB did oh, uh, in that one game like two years ago. Hey, well, listen, guys. Um, I don't mean to come to an abrupt stop or anything, but we got to leave room for the next interview. You know what I'm saying? So KB, man, we. We appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'll catch y'all later tomorrow. See y'all. Yep. All right, boy. All right, KB. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our second guest of tonight, my boy, number 19 on the field, Caleb Kelly. Yes, yeah, CK. Cuzzo. Cuzzo. Funny story. Funny story. Another one. Uh, I call Caleb my Cuzzo because we look like each other in pads, sort of, kind of. If you look at us from the back and you don't see numbers or nothing, our builds are kind of similar. So that's my cousin from Cali. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like the, you know, out of all the linebackers, I'm the honorary H back since I'm doing the, the wedge with y'all anyways. You know what I mean? True that. Oh my true gosh. that. Sooner out nation. of the linebackers, at least. Like, you know what I'm saying? Sooner Nation, this guy thinks just because he played a few snaps at tight end in high school, he can come a play back. At the University of Oklahoma. Hold on, I had twelve tugs in high school, dog. Come on, man. Oh, okay. Senior I didn't know that. Just senior year, though. Just senior year, though. Oh, I didn't know that. Junior year and sophomore year, I was scoring tugs. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I didn't know all that, man. We can pull up the film anytime. You <laughs> you know hey, I already had to fact check Jay Hall on my film, so we could do that. Yeah, you know that. You know that. I want Sooner Nation to know this is the most clean and uncut podcast to ever touch the market, right? So. We just had an abrupt stop with Kennedy, right? That's because we were recording in the middle of the tornado. <laughs> Sooner Nation, we are so committed to you guys that we were recording <laughs> prior to the tornado, and uh, we had to cut it short because the hail started coming. And obviously, you know, everybody knows I'm from North Carolina, right? I'm not no, I'm not an Oklahoman, but you know, you just kind of get pretty comfortable with relying on the weatherman and the weather channel on timing of the tornadoes and when you need to get in the bathroom and then just getting getting back out whenever you're all clear. So I, I don't know. Am I crazy for that? Are we are we tripping? Yeah, because I'm from California and I was like, 
always yellow outside. <laughs> He's looking real yellow outside. I know that means tornado coming. <laughs> oh, what? For those of y'all watching on YouTube, I know y'all probably saw me. Like, I'm waving at our producer, Alex. Like, I got to go. Like, it's it's pretty loud outside. I should probably get in the bathroom, you know. <laughs> oh, like all right. Yeah, man. All right. So, um, yeah, run that question back, Brayden. Yeah, man, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, let the people know who you are. Who's who's Caleb Kelly? Who's Caleb Kelly? You know how they, like in the movies, they be asking that question, you're supposed to give like a deep response. <laughs> I'm not giving one right now. All but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Pretty from, simple, uh, baby. But I'm from Fresno, California, 559. Um, I was five-star in high school. I was, I guess, like accolades, five-star Army All-American. I was the Butkus Award winner my senior year for top linebacker. And then, um, yeah, grew up, man of faith. Faith is big for me. Uh, I ain't got no no daddy that's big for me. Single mother. Got a stepdad. And he's been, I mean, they've been on and off since I was like five. So, yeah, but we wasn't we wasn't super close until I got older. But he's cool. And then I got my little brother, uh, Jeremiah. So you know I got that tatted on me. Jeremiah tries to claim that it's his name, but it's really for my little brother. Yeah, but and... I always I always cracked it. Whenever we meet people together, like whenever I'm with Caleb, you know he's in my NBA program. I'm like, yeah, Caleb loves me so much. He got his name tatted on him. So <laughs> you know, I actually I actually never knew that. I never knew that you had that tat. <laughs> You be sitting by me every day. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I'm real close to my little brother, even though he don't answer the phone for me anymore. He's too cool for me now. You know, he's at that age. And, yeah, it, it uh, happens. Yeah. And, um, yeah, football, I mean, started as a true freshman, sophomore, junior. Had a bunch of injuries, and here I am, sixth season. The OG of the OGs. OG, triple OG. You know, trying to get right with my dogs. For sure, brother. So, as the OG on the team, man, I saw you post a picture on Twitter today of your journey, 2016, 2021, Texas then, Texas yesterday. How does it feel, like, just coming from that journey? That How, how does it, you know, just talk about your experience, the Cotton Bowl experience, OU experience, like anything you want to touch on? Yeah, um, I guess OU in general. Uh, so much has changed, like culture, coaches, everything. I've had five different position coaches, maybe six. I think it's just five. Like, I've had so many different coaches. I've had so many different experiences, so many different teammates, a uh, bunch of quarterbacks, a bunch of famous quarterbacks all the time. You hear about them, Heismans and all that. Uh, I played in every single New Year's Six Bowl but the Fiesta Bowl. So, I mean, I've been all over the place with this school and – had so many cool times and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I love it. And then the cotton bowl, um, combos was cool. I six and one against, uh, Texas because we, we got to play them so many times, uh, over the years, we got to play them twice my junior year in the big 12 championship again. But yeah, I really don't like Texas. Their fans be tripping and they just come out so cocky. And then they, they got up on us yesterday quick, and you just felt it. They were like, oh, we got this in the bag. And so mm -hmm. it just felt good to, you know, 
do what we had to do and yes. get back shut right. that down. Yeah, shut mm-hmm. all that down. No, nah, for sure. It's it's it is kind of crazy. You know, I was gonna ask you like how how's how how has the culture changed, you know, being here for you know six years, like you said, like what are the major differences that you kind of noticed? Well, the obvious is uh the defense. I mean, we went from like one twenty ninth in the country out of like one twenty nine in like coverage and overall defense and all type of stuff to now like a top 20 defense or something like that and trying to get back up into a top 10 and so I mean just from that aspect as a defensive player it's been crazy all the coaching changes from Stoops to Grinch and all the position coaches in between it's just a different it's a different mentality and I mean coach Grinch is, is it's crazy how well he speaks and how much energy he has to do what he does every single day and so yeah man I mean the culture in general I mean you guys are all you guys are leaders too so you a captain too and so you you know what the accountability and the leadership that we've just tried to put in I mean no everybody knows like you follow the, the old guys and they'll lead you the right way and you make sure that when it's your time do what you got to do. And, I mean, we had a great, good example with Caleb Williams yesterday, too. Young dude come in when it's his time, do what he's got to do, just follow the lead of everybody else. And so, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, it, it's been a crazy culture change for sure. But consistent, one consistent thing is that Big 12 championship. That's one thing. Even with bad defenses or whatever, we got that ring. <laughs> yes, sir. The Big 12 runs through Norman, Oklahoma. Man, I know we keep calling you an old head and the OG, but it seems so fitting. So <laughs> tell me, OG, I know we talked about it, but what was it like to pretty much give us the boost to go win the game there at the end on the kickoff? You get the strip fumble, recovery, and all that. And the fans, you know, they don't even know that it's our ball. T- tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so – uh we, we were kicking to my side, and so I'm thinking, okay, I got to fly down. I don't have to rover or fold or anything. I can just go down and go make a play. And, I mean, it was close. We were tied up at that point. And so I'm like, all right, this is this is ball game time. Like, I remember they were showing Roy Williams after his Superman play. He went down on kickoff and went and smacked somebody. And I'm like, man, I, and he was standing over there on the sideline. And so I'm looking. I'm like, yeah, I got I to gotta give me a play like that. And so I'm running down, and I see a blocker. And I can see that uh, B. Mead's feeling the, the right way. And so I'm like, okay, he can't cut back, so he's just going to go forward. So let me just beat the blocker. I beat the blocker, I, and I grab the ball, and I feel it. And he's trying to run through my tackle, but, like, I feel the ball in my hand. So I just rip as hard as I can, and it just comes out. And then he jumped on top of me, so it really looked like just a, a routine tackle. But I'm turned up. I'm running around, and uh, I'm, I'm going crazy, and everybody's – like laughing like you could see everybody's reactions in the stands kind of like cheering because it's like everybody's turned up but it's like it's just a routine tackle what's up and then next thing you know like I, I have the ball or whatever and people are turned up everybody's running around and it's just like yeah <laughs> yeah that that was wild I uh so on the sideline we kind of knew you had the ball like we could see it that's why we're going like crazy but in the stands I talked to my mom today and she talked about that play they had no idea that you had the ball obviously like you just said and you so you know the last two kicks 
other than the one that he fair caught. Well, like the last three, but other than the where he fought fair caught, there was big plays on kickoff. There was like a big hit, you know, the play before that one. So they thought that, according to my mom, they thought that y'all had were just real hype. You know how after y'all had that big hit, the kickoff before y'all went over to the sideline, we was hyping up the crowd and everything like that. My mom just thought y'all were real hype. And then, like, you show the ball. Then it's like, whoa, why did he get the ball? It's like, yeah. that, it's funny to hear that from my mom's uh, perspective because they had no idea. Like, <laughs> they had no idea. It's hilarious. You see it on the angle, too. They showed, um, like, on ESPN or whatever. Like, you cannot see it. Like, you, they had to show the different angle and, like, slow-mo it. And, yeah, it was just – it was cool, though. The OG leading us to victory. Nah, it is kind of like some fairy tales type stuff for real. For real though, man. I'm glad I'm glad we could go out on top as as old heads in, in the cotton ball, man. I really, I really am. So Caleb, man, I, I think that's all the time that we have for this interview. Bro, is there anything you want to leave the people, man? Anything you want to plug them in with? Anybody you want to shout out? Shoot, shout out my mama. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout I out knew. my mama. I knew always got to shout out mama. Yeah, you knew that was coming. And shoot, man, let's go get another ring. Let's try to get a natty for real, though, man. I mean, just a just a Big Twelve. I think the fans are tired of it, and so you know, I'm to Sooner Nation. I'm gonna do everything I can to help get these boys going and continuing on what we got going. And yeah, you know, boomer sooner for sure, you for sure. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, our captain, my peer in the classroom, the mama's boy, the biggest mama's boy on the team. Your mom going to be sick hearing you say that. Uh, yeah. Debatable. Yeah. No, bro. I've seen you interact with your mom, and y'all are like besties. Like, y'all are – y'all yeah, y'all, y'all might as well be siblings, honestly. We was at breakfast today, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, well, thank you again, though, Caleb, for coming on to the show. We really appreciate you, bro. All right. Love y'all boys, man. Appreciate it, baby. All right. Shout out to our special guest one more time. Thank you to Caleb and Kennedy for coming on to the podcast. Moving on to my last segment, my favorite segment of the show. Listener submitted questions. Braden, what's the first one? I'll start it off. Uh, for, well, actually, first, I want to ask you because, you know, I said I was going to get you. I said oh, I was going to get you. I'm I'm gonna get you. What was going on in that flag plant, bro? Come on now, man. You just (laughs) like come on now, man. Now I will say, I will say, there was plenty of videos of you running around with the flag really strong. You were looking good. It started it started promising. You know, I saw videos of you running around. People were like, "You look like a kid in the candy shop." You look good until you went to the middle of the field and you went to go plant it, bro. I don't know what that was. You gotta, you gotta give me some insight. Like I said, it started promising. It didn't end well, bro. Bro, okay. So first, let me let me paint the picture for you before I even get to the middle of the field, right? So I knew at the end of the game that I wanted to do this, right? Like this is a dream that I've had for the past four or five years since I've been at Oklahoma. I saw Baker do it. I saw Oboe do it. I was like, you know what? I'm team captain. This is my last year. Jay Hall is the next man in line to make sure that flag that no that flag is planted. So at the end of the game, right, I'm sitting there arguing with Brian Osamoa about who's going to pick up the flag. I'm like, "Bro, I'm a senior. I'm picking up the flag." And Brian's like, "Nah, bro, let me get it. Let me get it." I'm like, 
I hate to do this to you, bro, but I'm pulling seniority. I'm pulling the captain. I'm pulling whatever I got to pull. You're not touching the flag, okay? So I go and pick it up, right? And like you said, I started out strong, bro. I got it all the way opened up, made sure I didn't hit anybody, waved it a few times, smiled wide, got a few pictures. I was like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. But I'm not going to lie. I ran down one time, right? It was probably like a quarter of a lap, and I started cramping. Nobody saw that. Thank <laughs> Thank God nobody saw that, bro. That's when I handed, to, handed it to Brian. I was getting tired. I'm like, bro, somebody needs to take this away from me ASAP. So you'll probably see. I don't know if anybody saw. Brian then goes the other quarter of the way around the stadium, waving the flag. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Now I just got to get it back from him to go plant it in the middle of the cotton bowl, bro. I was so excited, okay? So I get the I get the flag from Brian and I'm walking towards the middle. I went back and looked at the footage, right? I was bumping into so many people. I'm like, who are all these people I'm bumping into? I can barely get the flag through the field. And now I know that it was the students on the field hitting me and trying to like get in the middle with you guys. I'm like, bro, like I'm in pads. I'm the one playing. Like, let me through. I end up hitting people on the way through, right? So I felt so bad that I was hitting people. I didn't even, I was getting anxious. I was saying sorry. I was apologizing to all these people I was hitting. I get so caught up in that that I don't even unravel the flag when I get to the middle. So when I start waving it, it's still all caught up, bro. You can go back and look at the video of me running around with the flag. It's open. It's waving. It looks great. If you go back and look at the video of me planting the flag, it's all rolled up, all caught up, and I was struggling, bro. It felt like I was trying to wave a 50-pound kettle dumbbell or something or milk. <laughs> like 150 pounds, bro. It was it was bad. It was like the thing might have well might as well have been wet. So yeah, I'm a terrible flag planner, bro. I if the opportunity ever comes again, I'm just gonna pass it along to BA or Trouble. I would have to agree. Maybe I'll get a shot at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave that responsibility to someone else because uh, you weren't locked in, you weren't focused. That's a that's a missed assignment. That's an MA, bro. I know, I know. I'm <laughs> sorry, man. I, I apologize, Sooner Nation. I wish I could I I could have did it better for you guys, but I will say our video people did make me look way better than what I thought I was going to look. So shout out to them, man. They. They do make me they did they make us look great. So oh speaking of that pretty much answers our first listener submitted question. Andy Hoover, she asked, or he, what we saw a few crowds. Wait, hold on. Let me start over. We saw a few crowds storm the field this weekend. What are players' opinions of this happening? I just said it. I don't like it. I understand from a, a fan's point of view. You know, we're hype. I know Caleb's mom got out there. They were taking pictures. I, I understand. It's exciting. I've done it before in high school on one of my visits to Clemson. I, I stormed the field. I took pictures and everything. But, guys, when you have – when you just play the game, right, I'm out there cramping, just trying to take a picture, waving the flag. There's people that are drunk trying to give me hugs, take pictures all in your face, and it's just not – it's fun, and I love the energy. I love the positivity, but it's – it was annoying. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have to fully disagree with you. Don't be blaming them because you're a bad flag planner, bro. Whatever. But <laughs> I have to agree with you. I have to agree with you. I disagree with you. I loved it, man. I uh, So, obviously, 
I don't know if a lot of people notice this, but Stog and I are like, you know, in case of a Hail Mary, you know, situation, we were going back there for the, to be the deep safeties, you know, try to pick off that ball, whatever the case would be. So I got to put on another jersey. DJ Graham and I have the same number. So I got to put on a big 99. So I put on a big 99 right before they, we squib it. The tight end ends up taking it, trying to take it up the middle, right? And so he gets tackled and then the game's over. I'm like, cool, I don't got to go back there. I'm taking off my jersey and everything, right? And I remember before I took off my jersey, I'm like, wow, we must have had a lot of people on both of our sidelines talk about ours and Texas sideline. Because like, there's a lot of people on the field right now. And then I take everything off and I literally take it off, look up and turn right or turn left. And here comes my auntie. She touches me. Hey, baby. And then my mom also is right there. And I'm like, first off, how'd y'all get down here so fast? Second off, how'd y'all get down here? And I realized there was storm in the field. That's when I see everybody jumping. I was like, what in the world? But I, I loved it. It was pretty cool. I loved it for the simple fact that a lot of our listeners, you guys, Sooner Nation was coming up to me saying that they love the podcast and they appreciate the podcast and, you know, we, that we had a great game and everything like that. So I will say I appreciated that aspect of it. Yeah. I, I Yeah. Now that I think about it, bro, there were a lot of people out there telling me, saying that they love the podcast. And that didn't make my day. I think I was probably just a little bit more jealous of the fact that I didn't my fa- my parents didn't storm the field with everybody else. <laughs> so that was probably just a little the thumb in my blood or the sore in my whatever it is, whatever the saying is. I don't know. Mom and dad, if you're listening, next time storm the field with everybody. Maybe I would have been in a better mood. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to question two. Uh, Fisher Lay, 14. She asked, or he asked, sorry if I got it wrong. uh, Who is the funniest guy on the team? And are there any examples? Perrion Winfrey. Perrion. That's a a great uh, contender. Besides from that, I would have to say Key. Key is pretty funny as well. Yeah. yeah. Those are two clowns. What's crazy is their locker rooms are literally like three lockers apart. Yeah, so that's, that whole, that's true. That whole little section, bro, is so entertaining. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, and, uh, an example, a perfect example of that was literally when we were going through camp, The when Key was doing the little uh, bottle thing with uh, uh, D. Kurt. You remember that? We literally talked about that in the episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I think I don't I don't know if our viewers are a huge fan of TikTok. I, I have an account, but I don't really get on there like that. But I think Key has a, a good amount of followers on TikTok just off of those few videos. I'm not sure. But Perion and Keyshawn, Tennessee transfer, they're uh they're pretty entertaining. I don't even know. Just this, their presence, you know. There's always that that somebody that you know that can just keep you keep you rolling for a few hours, and your cheeks and your face will be so sore just from smiling so much. So mm-hmm. those are those are my top picks, our top picks, for sure. Moving on to our last question: If you weren't playing college football right now, what would you be doing? That is by or from Victor underscore Nunez twenty five. What would I be doing? Brayden, do you have an answer? That's a hard question. Um, That's tough. Probably nothing. <laughs> probably be, be working or doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. I don't know. Football keeps my life very tunnel-visioned, like focused and narrow. 
and yeah. all that other good stuff. And uh, I know there's just, you know, there, there's just a lot of distractions out there, you know, and I don't know, you know, I, I, I really don't know. I don't think I, I, that's a hard question, man, because Honestly, it's, I've been with football my whole life, you know, so it's really hard to say what would I be doing, but I, I don't think I'd be doing too much. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd be in school. I think I have an answer. So first, let me say it's hard to picture that because we have the podcast because of football. I speak to kids through FCA um, because of football. I'm in Oklahoma because of football. So my whole life is centered around football. But I think if you were to take football away, there is still one thing in this world that I would have did regardless of whether football was in the picture or not. Brady, you know what that is? What is that? Play the trombone. <laughs> oh my god. I definitely would have went to an HBCU band and turned that thing up, boy. I would have been at Southern University down there with the battle of the bands turning up. I would have been oh playing dreams and nightmares on the trombone, baby. I would have been turned. I would have been one of the greatest trombone players to ever come through the school in the history of trombone players, buddy. Yes, sir. I got an answer for you, Victor. I have an answer for you. I would have been somewhere in the base department rocking. Oh, my God. I did not expect that. Yes, sir. I'm a man of many talents. Yeah, we're just going to leave that one on that note. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Whatever. Sooner Nation, that is all the time we got for this episode of the podcast on the Prairie. If you want your questions answered, hopefully next time I sound a little bit better for you guys, shoot us a DM on the podcast on the Prairie. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. You can send us a message personally on my account or Braden's. However, I prefer you send it to the podcast page. But if not, we'll make it work. Also, if you are a local business in Norman or just it really doesn't matter at this point, we're kind of getting national attention. You know what I'm saying? Feel free to hit us up on the podcast pages only if you're interested in any advertisements or sponsorships of any sorts. Lastly, if you are watching us on or listening to us on Apple, which most of our listeners are, please, please, please continue to leave reviews, guys. I think we're at a five-star rating all the way through right now. We have over 130 reviews, and we are really getting some good attention, man. This thing has really taken off, and I'm so proud of us. I'm proud of Alex for helping us do this thing. I'm proud of me for for being able to to communicate with you guys. So shout out to you guys for making us look good. Yes. Very Anything big you shout out to uh, Sooner Nation. I just want to say, apart from the podcast, I just want to thank Sooner Nation for the way that they showed up and showed out at that game. Out of all the Cotton Bowl experiences, that was definitely the loudest and the craziest atmosphere i've been a part of we've been in i've been in a couple of these now but yeah that is definitely the most crazy atmosphere i've ever been in sooner nation y'all gave us the strength to come back my chest was rattling half the time in that stadium and uh yeah shout out to y'all so uh i just wanted to say that because uh y'all did y'all's thing man that that was probably the best atmosphere i've been in one for the ages sooner nation we love you thank you yeah, this is perfect.